welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. My name is Kate Toon. I'm the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the Recipe for SEO Success eCourse. And with me is the lovely Belinda Weaver. Hello there, my name is Belinda Weaver. I am also a copywriter. I'm the founder of Copyright Matters and the Copywriting Masterclass course. Today, we're taking a journey back in time to one of our all-time most popular podcasts, How to Find Copywriting Clients, which is actually our second ever episode. In this episode, we cover all the things you worry about when you're starting out and trying to find new clients. You've decided you want to become a copywriter, which is awesome and we commend you, but learning how to write is just the first step. Many copywriters fail in their first year because they simply can't find enough clients. Friends and family are a great place to start, but where on earth do you go after that? We're going to talk about our key ways to find clients, whether freelancing websites are worth the effort, and our number one new client finding tip. Get ready, it's a good one. Okay, so without a doubt, the question I'm asked most often is how do I find clients? As a newbie copywriter, it's, well, it's the most important thing for running your business. So that's why we thought we'd tackle it today. Absolutely. I mean, writing, um, perfecting your writing skills is a really great way to spend your time, obviously. But the fastest way to improve your copywriting is to work on real projects with clients. Exactly. And Let's go through our ideas, our top tips on how to find clients. Um, Now, my first tip is all around laying the foundations. Lots of writers don't do this. They kind of rush out, get their logo, get 200 business cards printed and think, great, I'll just sit here now and wait for the work to roll in. So my number one tip is to build a website. Of course, you can find clients without one, but if you don't have a professional solid website for people to visit, I really think it's going to hamper your efforts. I absolutely agree, Kate. And you know, when you have a website online, obviously, you're showing off your writing skills as well. So one of the questions I get asked a lot is how to get clients when you don't have a portfolio. And showing off your writing skills on your website, especially with a blog, is a great way to do that. I agree. And I think, you know, you don't necessarily even need to have samples in the old school way of copywriting, you know, a sample of a sales letter you've written, a sample of an email you've written. Your blog can be your sample. And often many of my clients come to me because they've read a blog article that they've written and they like the style. So think of your own website as a giant portfolio. Um, My number two tip is to work on your LinkedIn profile. Ah, I know you're going to think that's boring. Most people hate LinkedIn, but I guarantee you that many people will check your credentials on LinkedIn before they book you for work. And the truth is, if you're new to the market and your brand is not very well known or your name is not very well known, if someone types in your name, your LinkedIn profile may rank above your own website. So make sure it represents you as best as it possibly can. That's another great tip, Kate, because I mean, I often think of my LinkedIn profile as like the unloved stepchild of my social media marketing, but LinkedIn consistently ranks really, really well. So, you know, using language keywords like copywriter and copywriting, um, you'll get a lot of benefit from an up-to-date and personable profile. So I'm going to jump in with a tip here and that's actually to let your personal network know you're open for business because 
you know, you might discount family and friends and say they're never going to give you a job, but you never know who's going to need your skills or who they know who might need your copywriting skills. So promote yourself to friends and family as well as to the outside world. I totally agree. I think I sustained my first year just by working on friends of friends. Oh, wow. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's a really, really good tip. Um, Now, another top tip, tip number four, I'm going to call it, is working for free. Have you done much work for free? No, I haven't. Um, But one thing I was prepared to do was approach businesses. Now, I didn't from day one, I wasn't comfortable kind of approaching business saying, hey, I'm going to work for free. But I did have a strategy to actually approach businesses and say, I just found your brochure and I have some um, ideas on how you can make it more relevant and improve the results you get. So, you could actually implement a couple of ideas in exchange for a testimonial and using that piece in your portfolio. So, that's a really nice way to start talking for to a business, offer them your skills without actually devaluing your skills by working yeah, for free. Yeah, I, I agree. And really the only instance I've ever worked for free is when I'm writing for a local charity. Um, it's a great way, as Belinda said, to get some nice work in your portfolio, a good testimonial and some good word of mouth. Um, and it has maximum credibility, but also from a karmic feel-good way, you know, you're genuinely helping out these small charities who probably have zero budget for marketing, but are trying to do really something great in your community. That's a really so, great idea. Okay, so tip number five. I think we're up to tip number five, Belinda. Is that right? We are. We are. (laughs) We are. Okay, tip number five is local SEO or local search engine optimization. Don't freak out. This isn't going to be technical. This is pretty basic stuff. Just think about when you type copywriter into Google, a lot of sites are going to come up. So how can you make your site come up in the rankings and be found by potential customers? One way of doing it is by creating a smaller pond. So rather than being a tiny fish in that giant copywriting pond, you reduce the size of your pond by reducing the location you're going after. So you do this by simply adding local keywords to the copy on your site. So say if you're a copywriter in Newtown, use Newtown, the word Newtown, um, or New South Wales or Sydney in the copy on your website. Um, You also make sure that you list on any local directories and have um, an address prominent. You could write case studies about local businesses. You could write articles about your local area. What you want to be known for is being the copywriter in your particular town or particular suburb rather than trying to go after the entire Australian continent. And the thing about that as well is that a lot of businesses still like to meet the people they're working with. So, they they look for... um, copywriters and designers and people like that in their local area because they want to actually get together in the cafe or in the office and talk about their business face-to-face. Yeah, exactly. Most of my early clients definitely wanted to meet me and the fact that I was in the local area was a bonus. So tip number five, local SEO. Tip number six is is kind of an anti-tip in a way and it's all about freelancer websites. Sites like Odesk, which is now called Upwork and Elance, where you could bid for copywriting jobs. Have have you ever used any of these, uh, Belinda? No. Oh, actually, no, I tell a lie. I did respond to one job on Elance, but I actually um, submitted my regular proposal and it was just priced way too high. Because, I mean, that's the danger of a lot of these 
kind of websites, you, you might get a lot of writing experience, but it's a really double-edged sword because you're competing against um, other copywriters who are really, really cheap. And often the customer focus, the people posting the jobs, their focus is just about getting the, the cheapest price. And when the lowest bidder wins, it can be very demoralizing because your skills, your writing skills become this commodity and you don't have any chance to talk about the real value you offer as a copywriter. Yeah, I agree. And remember, you know, you are competing with people who are, you know, charging $5 for an 800-word blog post and they can afford to do that because the cost of living where they are is possibly lower. So... If you can avoid freelancer websites, do now understand that sometimes we all need money and you get desperate and it might be worth giving it a pop. But, you know, as Belinda said, they can just make you feel pretty depressed. So if you can avoid them, try not to use them. And instead, which is uh, tip number seven, how about going after networking groups? Uh, again, that might cause some people to have the heebie-jeebies. I'm a bit of an introvert myself and face-to-face networking doesn't come naturally. But one way of getting around that is to join some online networking groups um, and to try to be the copywriter in that group. So, you know, possibly the group is a business networking group. It's got an accountant and a lawyer and a designer. Well, you can be the copywriter in that group. And then everybody in that group is going to turn to you when they need some words for their business. I think this is possibly one of the most valuable tips. Networking is definitely the way to go. And, you know, even if you are an introvert, I mean, I don't think anyone really loves the idea of face-to-face networking. It's still really beneficial because when you make connections and you build relationships, you leave yourself open to the work that's going around. And, you know, when you look for a plumber, you more often than not ask your friends and family first. And that's the benefit of face-to-face networking. When someone says, hey, do you know a copywriter? You know, the people that you've met in these groups online or offline, they think of you and that's the whole point. Exactly. And just to bring the old SEO thing up again, if you type in copyright into Google, it's very unlikely that you're going to rank. But if someone types in your name into Google because they've met you and they remember your name or they have your business card, then it's very easy for them to find you. So that's another good reason for getting your name out there. And our number eight tip is kind of continuing this theme of networking. Um, but think about the client's uh, who will who would refer their clients to copywriters? You know, I'm talking about web designers and graphic designers. They're the kind of people who are always looking for copywriters and it can make it a lot easier. And you can build connections with those kind of people on social media. So the number eight tip for me is freely share your knowledge and advice on social media so you can be the copywriter people think of and you can connect with the kinds of people who need your services or could refer their clients on to you. Social media is very useful. I agree. And and talking of social media, we have a community, the Clever Copywriting Community on Google Plus. And often in that community, people ask a lot of questions about cold calling and emailing. So our tip number nine is all around cold calling and email. Have you ever done this, Belinda? (laughs) Again, no. Although, you know, as a marketer, I would have to create kind of cold campaigns, direct mail and email, email campaigns to generate leads. But I, you know, in that last marketing job, as well, the MD of the company thought he'd maximize my usefulness by making me a salesperson for one of the products. And I hated it. I hated it so much. I learned a lot, 
But what it means now is I focus all my marketing know-how and energy on not having to have those crushingly awkward moments on the phone. So as a freelance copywriter, I've never done call cold calling. But you know, it doesn't intimidate some people in the way that it intimidates me. So if you're up for it, you know, you shouldn't discount it. But I think there's plenty of other ways to get clients without having to bother people on the phone. Yeah, I agree. I I think, you know, our earlier tips can help with this in that you kind of warm people up before you make that contact. I I never think anybody appreciates a phone call about something that they're not expecting. But, you know, if you've been interacting with someone on LinkedIn, you've connected, or you've been interacting with someone on social media who maybe is a graphic designer, I think there's nothing wrong with sending them an email saying, hey, you know, we've been chatting on Twitter. I just wanted to let you know that I've got some time coming up and I could help with any copywriting you have going. You know, it's not in your face. They can say yes or no, and they already know you a little bit. So it's not coming completely out of the blue. So that could be a way of making cold calling tepid calling, warm calling. (laughs) That's such a a little bit less awkward, you know? Yeah, that's right. And our final tip for the day, although, you know, there are probably lots of other things we could think of, but our top tip for today is job listing websites. There are heaps of them out there. Um, Rachel's List is one, Pro Blogger Job Board. Uh, we have some jobs on the Clever Copywriting School Job Board and in the Freelance Jungle on Google+. Um, and, you know, these can be great places to find potential jobs. Even on sites like Seek, um, you'll find uh, short copywriting contracts now and again. So those can be really useful. Have you ever found that he worked through those kind of sites, Belinda? I mean, again, I've never used them. So, um, but, you know, from what I hear, that they can be really great. Well, I think, I mean, no, I haven't. I, and all the work I did in my early business years was content marketing and social media marketing. So you mentioned just before building relationships with people, getting to know them and then introducing yourself. That's that's kind of how I got all my clients. But I, I think these job listings aren't a bad idea and people might be wondering, well, well, how is a job listing website different to an Elance, you know, freelancers website? And they do feel very different. I feel that the jobs that come up on job listing websites have much more reasonable rates and yeah. and price doesn't seem to be the only focus for these kind of jobs. So I think they're a really good thing to keep an eye on. They shouldn't be your sole focus. To be honest, none of these you know tips should be your sole focus. I think you should be trying all of them. But these are places where people are actively seeking copywriters and you know, you should be there to put your hand up if you find the right job for the right price for you. Exactly. I've just thought of another one, which is the Flying Solo Forum. Often people post in there um, for, for copywriters as well. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned there that most of your jobs came through social media. Most of my jobs, you know, just to be honest, most of my clients have come purely through SEO, through people typing, uh, you know, stuff into Google and finding my website. So I guess my number one tips out of all of this would be, you know, having a good website and networking. And, and Belinda, if you could sum up your top tips, which would they be? I do have one final tip. We're just adding these tips as we're talking. <laughs> but, you know, you have to make time to market yourself. I know a lot of copywriters who say, I'm so busy, 
I don't have time to write a blog or I don't have time to be on social media. But when that work runs dry and you don't have any more work, it's a lot harder to start getting new clients from scratch. So I would tell people to start marketing and then make it just as important to your business as sending invoices out, you know, something you always make a bit of time for. And look, admittedly, getting work in the early months can be tough and you may find yourself compromising on price to win jobs, but it does get easier. And the best way to keep work flowing is to get repeat business. So be careful not to focus too much on winning new business, so much so that you neglect the great clients you already have. So there you go, our all one of our all-time most popular podcasts, episode number two, how to find copywriting clients. And now we're going to finish the show as we always do with a shout out to one of our listeners. And I have chosen the lovely Robert Garish. And Robert Garish says, Robert Garish is from Flying Solo. If you do not know him, he is pretty awesome. He says, cracking podcast, full of energy and with the bonus of no typos. Yes, no typos on a podcast is pretty good. Although you should see our notes, Robert. Robert, there's plenty of typos in there. So thanks to you for listening. And if you like the show, don't forget to leave a rating or review or and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Your review will help us find others. And of course, we'll give you a shout out on the show and a lovely juicy SEO backlink from our website. You can also head to hotcopypodcast.com and leave your comments on the blog post for this episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Oh, thanks, Belinda. Thanks, Kate. (laughs) Until next time, happy writing. Happy writing.